All right, uh, good morning or good afternoon, everyone, depending on um, what time of the day I release this. Uh, today is Sunday, March 21st, 2021, and there's quite a bit to actually talk about, which is interesting, but uh, it's, uh, we're going to be covering a little bit of the hypocrisy of a lot of stuff and what's, uh, what's happening overall in general around the world, too. So. Uh, so the first thing is that the CDC recommends sticking to three feet social distancing within schools in general in the U.S. Many say it's due to uh, mounting pressure for the CDC to do this, whereas others are saying it's a, uh, a legitimate guideline and recommendation. What I say is that we'll never truly know. You know what I mean? So let's stop talking about it because at the end of the day, we're not going to know. And it, unless something comes out or where someone actually talks or there's a, I, I want to say a report, but even then we, we don't know if we can trust that for sure. Like we can extrapolate on how on if this is the case or not but again unless the cdc makes a statement which they probably won't even then we have to be vigilant as to whether or not we should even believe them so these this is one of those things where we got to let it go there are more important things to cover i mean at the end of the day yes like in terms of social distancing and stuff we can argue that it is significant but ultimately i mean like come on you know uh the next thing is that biden fell so for those of you, most of you uh, listening or watching have probably already seen it. Biden fell going up the stairs, not down the stairs, up the stairs. He fell three times. So there's a bunch of memes like of Putin shooting him or whatever, of Trump golfing. And then the golf ball hits Biden in the back of the head. There's another meme I saw with, um, uh, what was it? Oh, the Super Mario Kart. Yeah, Super Mario Kart where like he's driving up the stairs next to Biden and he drops the bananas and Biden slips. Look. I think it's getting way more attention than it should, but at the same time, it may be indicative of, of Biden overall, and I don't mean that as an insult, but look, he's an older guy, and I'm not saying that because like he shouldn't be, um, you know, shouldn't, he's not fit for president, but look, there's a lot of questionable things around that. If we're going to be consistent and look at both sides, there's a lot of questionable things. I mean, if we're going to criticize um, Trump for the whole person, woman, man, cam uh, camera, TV thing, we should definitely criticize Biden for a lot of the gaffes that he's made. He's got, he he's he's got some. I mean, listen, he's been through uh, an, uh, one or two brain aneurysms, I think, and stuff like. Look, honestly, my humble opinion, he ran and they made him run because they didn't have anyone else. And when I say they, I mean like the establishment within the Democrats. Who else did they have that could take on Trump? That, that that's what it basically came down to. I, I know I went from talking about how Biden fell to this, but you know what I mean. The next thing is that former DNI John Radcliffe was on Fox News discussing the Pentagon UFO disclosure, and he even said there was more that he wanted to disclose before Trump's term had ended, but he said they couldn't figure out how to do it in an unclassified way. Okay, again, this goes back to what we talk about in the afternoon uh, episodes or the main episodes of the show, which is that if there's nothing there, just say there isn't, but clearly there is. You know what I mean? And whether or not it's military tech or what have you, which I highly doubt in terms of the way that they originally got it. I'm sure at this point, most of the UFOs in the sky, I, as I say on my live streams and on the main episodes, for those that watch, I would say anywhere from, you know, uh, 60 to, no, sorry, 70 to 85%, maybe, maybe 90% of what we see UFO wise, 
there are humans on that craft. I'm not saying there aren't aliens, but there are humans on that craft in most cases, in my opinion. And the fact that these craft are now getting closer and closer to the surface and the sightings, I mean, like physically, they're coming down closer to people's houses when people see them and stuff. And the sightings are just way too rampant and they're happening way too often for us not to think something is coming in terms of a disclosure. But again, if John Radcliffe knew this stuff and he said we had to find a way to do it in an unclassified manner, so clearly there's classified stuff there. Now we can argue, fine, let's be you know reasonable and logical. Maybe some of that has to do with military tech that's top secret. Sure, fine. But where did that military tech come from? You know what I mean? The next thing is that uh, Japan was rocked by a very powerful earthquake. Uh, again, these things happen. There is some speculation that some of this is, has to do with some underground stuff or some type of, uh, you know, government cooperation, like multiple national governments cooperating with one another in, uh, to try to ma manipulate the weather and stuff like that. Look, I'm not going to jump into all that. This is not the episode for that. Again, the afternoon episodes cover that, but it's unfortunate to see if anybody did die, natural or not. It's unfortunate to hear uh, if someone did pass away or if something someone got hurt or anything like that, right? The next thing is that Putin offered to debate Biden with, but he said no prompt cards, no teleprompters, none of that stuff. But Putin also said uh, when Biden called him a Putin a killer, I think someone in the press at the White House, uh, yeah, I think it was the back the back lawn asked Biden, "Do you think Putin's a killer?" And he goes, "Yeah." And then Putin responded, "Well, it takes one to know one." And people are like, "Oh my God, didn't Putin just admit that he's a killer?" They all are, guys. Let's be totally real with ourselves. If we want to talk about you know, for example, like, let's put it this way. In, within the West, I don't know about Europe and stuff, but within the West, any time there are innocent civilians that get bombed by the drone program that happened under Obama, which good or bad, we can debate that, but that's not the point. They're called militants unless they have identification to prove otherwise. So in other words, there is large and substantial evidence to suggest that the CIA has been covering up a lot of things having to do with drones bombing innocent families. Because here's the thing. And this is kind of a debate in terms of morals and ethics, right? If you have, and I think this is a good example, and I'm asking you guys this genuinely. If you have, say, you know, 30 people in a house, and you're surveilling that house, and you're the president of the United States, and the CIA or the military, they come to you and they say, sir, there's 30 people in that house, 25 of them are terrorists, but five of them probably are family members of the terrorist, more than likely not. What do you do? You still drop a bomb on that house? Do you still send soldiers in to go take out everyone because 90 to 95% of the people in that home are terrorists? It's, I know this is a terrible thing to say, but it's true. Depending on the country, depending on the leader, they will or will not do it. Someone like Obama probably wouldn't do it. I'm going to be straight with you guys. Somebody like Putin probably will. The Russian mentality is it just clean house. And I know that's a terrible thing to say, but we have to talk about what's really going on here. So in what I, the reason why I bring this up is because when Biden calls Putin a killer, when in theory, when presidents drop bombs on people and stuff like that, that's not being a murderer too. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm, I'm not trying to defend Putin or go after America or vice versa. I'm just trying to be consistent. The only difference I would argue is that Putin with the corruption and stuff is more straightforward. He doesn't care in the sense of like, you know, he does it on the world stage, not like super substantially where he gets a bunch of heat on him, but he does it to the point where he says, listen, this is my country. If a news media outlet from outside of Russia wants to come in and investigate and they find something, then so be it. 
right? And that's what that's the way I think Putin thinks. Now, it's not for me to tell you guys if that is a good way or a bad way. There, every situation is contextual, circumstantial. It's not for me to say, right? I could give you my opinion, which again, it's it's circumstantial. I think it really, really depends. Again, do you have any morals or you know um, reserve towards certain terrorist family members? that have nothing to do with what their their you know father or husband is involved with but in theory they kind of do because they 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 know but they don't know what he's up to you know what i mean that's usually what it is they know what he's doing they kind of turn a blind eye so what do you really do there some families will uh you know stand by the their, their husband the, the 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 terrorist usually and you know they'll shoot and if a soldier comes and attacks them they'll defend their family other fa- wives and kids they'll say listen please take us we don't want anything to do with um with these with uh, with what my husband does now or what have you right and so again these things happen which is why i say it's important we got to look at it on a circumstance by circumstance basis will there be collateral damage very sadly yeah that's just the reality of it there will be the question is do you minimize it or again it's not for me to tell you guys it's what approach do you think is best you know what i mean and this is me i'm just trying to lay out the different attitudes when putin says well it takes one to no one I mean, in theory, he's not exact. Putin's not exactly wrong, theoretically, you know. So the next thing is that worldwide protest against coronavirus lockdowns happened uh, yesterday and uh, today. I think went into today within Belgium, Japan, Denmark, London, Austria, England and Germany. I would imagine some people are saying that some of those protests have the anti-Asian hate um, uh community and all that which i can fully understand with that being said assuming there's even a a decent percentage of people that are protesting for the lockdowns look there's a lot of people that want to open up you know what i mean and i'll be honest with you i've kind of i know this is maybe a flawed way of thinking or it's not as easy as it sounds but over the last few days i've really been putting a lot of thought thanks to you guys i've been reading your comments and stuff i've been putting a lot of thought into how the lockdown should be handled on a country by country basis for me, I, I mean, look, maybe I'm oversimplifying and I'm, if I'm missing something, please tell me. I would leave it up to the local regions, literally. And I know it's difficult with trade and stuff. That's that's more of an international issue. But I would leave it up to the local regions in terms of, you know, the mayors of certain towns or sheriffs. I know this sounds like a, like kind of funny, but literally develop some software app or a program that can get voting right onto the phones of the people so they don't have to leave their house to vote. And ask them straight up, do you think we should open up or not on a town by town, region by region basis? And I mean, look, there are tons of problems that might come with that, or there are tons of great things that might not come with that. You know what I mean? Or there or, or there's sorry, there are tons of great things that might come with that. So again, maybe my way of thinking is flawed. I just have no other way of trying to being able, be able to, to, to bridge the divide, at least in my mind, you know? Um, the next thing is that they're kicking the Biden administration is kicking people out who have ha- who have said yes to a history of uh, marijuana use, whether medical or not, and whether they still smoke it now or not. Here's the problem I have with this. Like a lot of people and the news has pointed out for those who may have already read about the story. Kamala Harris has admitted to smoking, inhaling and getting high multiple times. She said in an interview while she was running a year ago. Before, right before I believe she partnered up with Biden, she said, I believe marijuana brings a lot of joy and happiness to people, and we need more of that in the world. And I'll be honest with you, even if, because every so often I do smoke weed in the evening times before I go to sleep, but even if I was totally against marijuana personally, 
I, I I'll be t- straight up with you guys. I think both whether whatever political perspective you have in general, I think you you all will agree with me in the sense that. And if you don't, I respect that, and I understand your perspective too, by the way. But here's the thing: if they're if they're saying first off, it's hypocritical because if that's the case, then get rid of Kamala, right? First off. But secondly, the point I'm trying to make here is this: if you're gonna do that then the reasoning behind that should be justified, which it hasn't been. The only thing I could think of is that if you still smoke and, you know, you're a staffer with access to classified uh, meetings, briefings, things like this, and, you know, say you smoke a joint and you go to sleep and then all of a sudden you get a call in the middle of the night or whenever and you got to go to the White House, uh, you know, the the situation room or whatever, and you're a staffer, you got to be on the ball. I get that point, but at the same time, if that's the case, then let's be consistent and do that with alcohol and do that with opioids. You see what I'm saying here? Because people who take opioids to go to sleep that are prescribed by the pharmaceutical companies, what about them? How come there's no White House uh, um, survey or whatever asking, do you have a history of opioid use? Do you have a history of alcohol use? Because it can be very much argued that alcohol very strongly, by the way, does way more damage than marijuana does to people. So again, I'm, I'm going off the studies. I could be wrong. If I am wrong, please, I'd be more than happy to stand, uh, be stood corrected. Uh, but anyways, the next thing is that several um, people killed, including a child in an attack on a rebel-run hospital in Syria in a rebel-controlled province. Again, this is the problem with this type of stuff. It, when, the, when rebels, militants, terrorists, you name it, when... When they control certain areas, this is the problem. There's a lot of anarchy and chaos and stuff like that. And this is one of the biggest issues, right? And I know this kind of is conflated with people who identify as anarchists, but I'm not trying to insult those people because it's a there's a different definition I'm trying to use here with the word anarchy. So ultimately, when I look at this, I'm not going to lie. I, uh, it's... It's sad. I don't know what else to say. The only thing is that you have to make sure these rebels don't run these provinces and regions. And if they're working on it, again, this is the... Um, it's the there's no solution to this. This is the unfortunate reality of war and the very unfortunate reality of, you know, when certain humans control a certain area and then there's other humans that disagree and then they just go back. That's what it is. That's what it is. Let's be honest. Right. So, again, maybe I'm oversimplifying, but the next thing is that Brazil is in talks with the U.S. to import extra covid vaccines. I mean, apparently Brazil is just as bad or just behind the U.S. in terms of how bad it is. So, again, it's up to the people of Brazil, right? A lot of people want to stay open. A lot of people or they want to be open. A lot of people don't. I don't know. I know uh, President Bolsonaro. And then there's another gentleman who maybe I think who was president before who got out of doing jail time. I don't know the exact thing. But anyways, long story short, I have a, a family member who's from Brazil and she tells me she tells me what's going on. She keeps uh she keeps up to date there. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I obviously do my own research as well, just to make sure. But from what I understand, B- uh, Bolsonaro is like the Brazilian version of Trump in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, he also isn't. Apparently, he's a very divisive and polarizing figure. That's the most I'll say because I don't want to start yapping on about stuff I don't, uh, I, I don't know for certain, right? The next thing is that Ecuador's health minister resigned after just 19 days in office due to scandals over COVID vaccine queue jumping, meaning that he was putting certain companies or certain people that get the vaccine above others and he was rearranging the list. Look, if he got caught, he got caught. You know what I mean? It, this is the reality of life. If you end up getting away with it, then so then you keep your job and nobody knows a thing. If you get caught, you get caught. I don't know what else to say, right? If he 
if you know he was doing this for someone else then that's his problem he decided to do this maybe he got paid to do that maybe he got a bribe under the table who knows this is the way these politicians work right doesn't really matter where in the world it's a, it's all this humans generally have the same way of thinking when it comes to bribery corruption things like that it's the same general tactics you know what i mean the next thing is that let's see here um the u.s is going to loan canada and mexico uh vaccines that will be paid back at a later date now here's what's funny to people who don't follow politics i can tell you people in canada who just watch you know the headlines when they get home from work on the local news station or whatever it looks like biden is sending canada the shitty vaccines because i think i brought this up two days ago i don't remember in the the news episode but basically it, it really looks like um we're, and I live in Canada, it looks, because Biden is sending 1.5 million AstraZeneca vaccines, which have not been approved by the FDA yet, right? And so, in theory, this, this for those who don't follow, this really does look like Biden is screwing over Canadians, and on top of that saying, you got to pay for it too. So eventually, you got to pay for something that we, the FDA, which the world generally goes by in terms of approving stuff, because they're, they're, they usually have the right balance, the FDA overall. And you're sending us stuff that hasn't been approved by your FDA, FDA, you know, that's generally the standard amongst developed countries for approving stuff. So, again, maybe he could actually be screwing us. So, I don't know. I, I don't I'm not going to lie. I don't I don't care. But anyways, I, I feel it's necessary to report, though. So uh, the next thing is that there's an Indian factory that is producing 6000 syringes per minute. I don't I'm not an expert on manufacturing and production, but that is insane. I, I mean, at least the way. Maybe someone might say, Dave, that's not that much. Well, look, 6,000 a minute, that's phenomenal. So, <laughs> um, again, what those, so they might have an abundantly extra amount of syringes and they might end up selling them to other countries. Who knows, right? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think, who was it? Which country was it? I think it was Japan that they had enough vaccines, but they didn't have enough syringes. I think it was. Uh, don't quote me on that, but there was one country that had that issue like a month ago. It was kind of funny. Uh, the next thing is that uh, an Icelandic volcano erupted near Reykjavik. Now, for those of you who watched today's public episode, it's actually going to kind of tie in. So that's all I'll really say about that. Um, the next thing is that Elon Musk denied that Teslas are used for spying in China. Allegedly, there's some you know contract that Tesla has with the government or the CIA specifically to put certain software in Teslas that will allow them to spy and surveil the Chinese citizens within China itself. Look. I'm not going to lie, if that's the case, that's pretty damn smart, because I know for a fact the Chinese people really like Tesla, as, as, as they should, it's a pretty cool car company, you know what I mean, and so, again, I have nothing against the Chinese people, I'm th this is all about the regime, this is all about the CCP, right, the Chinese Communist Party, and so I actually have a lot of friends that are s some of the nicest people ever uh, that are Chinese, and you see, here's the thing. Elon Musk, of course, he's going to deny it. The question then becomes, does this transfer into the what the mainstream media would call, and I'm using air quotes here, the conspiracy realm? Look, this happens all the time. The intelligence community, specifically the CIA, Mossad, MI6, those three that work together very jointly, they'll approach big companies and say, listen, you know, you have a product overseas that a lot of people in so-and-so country like. Let's put something in there so we could spy on them. This is, this is the type of thing that countries have to be vigilant of too, right? And apparently the CCP came out with a counterintelligence report to support this. But again, the intelligence communities make stuff up all the time that's part of honestly intelligence deception manipulation lying so again th this this could mean nothing it could mean something big um the next thing 
excuse me the next thing is that um iceland okay so there's an icelandic volcano and iceland's also been shaken by i'm serious this number is legit Fifty thousand earthquakes in the last three weeks that is insane i mean that is like natural or not i i don't know man that's 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 terrible um the next thing is that CNN's like I don't know what to say about that anymore. You know what I mean? Other than there there are some connections there, but um, the next thing is that CNN's ratings have gone down the tubes, and Cuomo primetime is the most watched show of 2020 and 2021 on CNN is down uh, too because of what's going on with his brother. Look, CNN is has lost on average one to one and a half million viewers uh, every night ever since Trump left office. Like I said, guys, it nothing like. The clicks, it's the views, all that stuff for everyone. It's all going to drop, all of it. Even on the right, even the ones that support Trump. Now, the times that Trump calls into certain shows and stuff, I would, if I'm taking like an educated guess, those are probably the shows that are going to get the most listens, views compared to everybody else too, right? So, again, I remember um, there was a point in time where I believe Anderson Cooper got more views than Tucker Carlson on Fox for a short period of time, I think it was. But this was right when Trump was was bashing Fox and trying to get people to go over to OAN and um, oh, what was the other one? OAN and Newsmax. So, again, well, it's all about, you know, wherever uh, Trump recommends to go, a lot of people will go. And rightfully so. He's got a strong following. So it, wherever people want to watch, if they feel that OAN or Newsmax are reporting the news more fairly and accurately, then you go with that. Right. Or if you feel that Fox is again, it's all it's all just preference. Right. In terms of what you want to watch. The next thing, or the final thing, is that an MSNBC analyst said that the viral video of Trump golfing and the ball hitting Biden while he fell up the stairs that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode is indicative of a possible assassination attempt for some of Trump's followers to perceive that. Give me a break. I mean, look, if you want, if you want to get that vague and say that could be used as an as an implication for an assassination attempt, give me a break, man. Like, here's the thing. If people want to try and kill Biden, they're going to try and kill Biden, regardless if they see a, a funny meme tweeted of Trump shooting, uh, hitting, not shooting, hitting a golf ball at Joe Biden. You know what I mean? There's a meme that shows Putin with a, with a sniper taking a shot at a shooting range, and then the bullet shows it hitting Biden in the leg. But the media doesn't comment on that. I, I don't understand. Like, is that not in, for people who are fans of Putin? Is that not in theory indicative of someone just trying to, you know, incite a mass shooting or some type of um, violence where you try to kill Biden? Like, come on. I poured milk into my cereal bowl this morning. Does that mean that I'm going to that that's indicative of me going out and trying to kill someone? Do you see what I'm saying? That's the connection. There is none. Like, I don't again, if someone does it, there are other factors that are in play. I don't. Even someone who is mentally unstable, respectfully, I don't see them going. Oh, Trump shot a golf or hit a golf, swung at a golf ball, and then now it's it's showing it's going boing on the back of Biden's head. That's gonna make me want to go and try and kill. But like, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, we will catch you guys uh, later on. Thank you so much for checking out this episode and listening or watching, depending on which platform you're on. And we'll talk to you later. Cheers.